Welcome to another edition of the Golden Oaks Podcast. I'm your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. So, Jermaine Johnson goes in the first round, pick number 26, to the New York Jets. Um, I think it's a good fit. Um, In my opinion, I think he was the best pass rusher in this draft. Um, And that's not because he went to Florida State. It's just, you know, his his ability, his talent as a pass rusher, I felt was better than the other edge rushers in this draft. Um, I think if he puts in the work... If he can stay injury-free, I think eventually the the talent is going to show. Um, but uh, just, just a tremendous year for him, a tremendous way to bet on yourself and win. So I give him a lot of respect. Um, you know, he, he couldn't get on the field consistently at Georgia and for good reason. You know, they I mean most of their front seven got drafted in the first round. So I mean that was just a tremendous defense. Um you know I can't believe Nicobe Dean went in like the third round. I thought he was like the best inside linebacker in terms of instincts and tackling in this draft, but I mean, it's Georgia. I don't really care. But I just, you know, when it when it just comes to the talent, I kind of put the, the FSU bias to the side. I mean, N'Kobe Dean is a tremendous talent. Um, um, I mean, I mean, there's not really a lot of stuff to talk about in terms of Florida State. At the draft, I mean, it's pretty much Jermaine Johnson, and that's it. I mean, uh, Kier Thomas is undersized, so I don't know where you're gonna play him. I mean, he if he's, yeah, I think you're gonna have to put him at like defensive tackle. You know, maybe he can be like a like a a poor man's Aaron Donald. You know, but he's gonna have to get up to about 280 and get in the gym and start working out like crazy. 280, 290 and play defensive tackle, three technique. Um, I don't see him as an edge rusher. Um, You know, for the last couple of episodes, I've been telling y'all about what we need to do to get back to being relevant. I mean, I don't want to say it's a dead horse, but, you know, pretty much it's a dead horse. Um, these these guys just gotta want to be better. Is really what it comes down to. They just have to want it, you know. But I will say that the offensive line that uh they brought in this year, as far as high school recruiting, is a fi- foundational piece. I don't think we're anywhere close to where we want to be in terms of the offensive line, but you've got some great foundational pieces 
in this class that can that can help this program you know get back to somewhat relevance um so it's going to be really interesting to see how Mike Norvell and staff coach these guys up um I'm really anxious as I think the defense is going to be better than the offense when the season starts so it's going to be really interesting to see how they use Jordan Travis. Are they going to use him more as a running threat? Are they going to let him, you know, just throw it all over the yard? I mean, that's that's what I want to see. I want to see has Jordan Travis actually gotten better. You know, can he can he roll the dice and have like a Kenny Pickett type career where he just came back and bet on himself and got drafted in the first round. You know, 42 touchdowns, uh, seven interceptions last year, last season. So, you know, you know, to do that, you have to be pretty good in the on the field and pretty good in the film room. So I don't know Jordan Travis's work habits because I'm, you know, I'm not an insider or nothing like that, but I'm just saying just from what we seen last year, I don't know if we can realistically expect those kind of stats. I was watching the Ole Miss Florida State season opener. I want to say that was 2015 where Ole Miss got up 28 to 6 on us. And they just came back, man. I mean, we had a lot of great players on that team. And, you know, I mean, that was six years ago, bro. That was six years ago. Or seven, I'm sorry, seven years ago. And that just seems like a lifetime ago. I mean, you had DK Metcalf and... Is AJ Brown and Chad Kelly on that team, and the boys fought back and won that game. I just, I just wish that we could get that same swagger back. Um, I just wish we could get it back, and I, I, I think Norvell is trending in the right direction. But this year, it's just got to be a giant leap. I mean, we got to go out here and just dominate some teams. For me to fully believe that we can get back to being in national title contention. I don't think it's going to be this year. I think he, he has to have a winning record this year. And then next year. 2023 is really going to be the year where you say, okay, you know, it, it's time to, it's, it's time to put the pedal to the metal. And, and, you know, we, we, next year, next season, we got to be an ACC championship title contention. I'm not saying we have to win it. I'm not saying we have to be in the championship game, but we at least have to be in the conversation. So I think the next two seasons are really going to tell us if Mike Norvell is the long-term answer. And if he's not, I think you have to go get Dion. 
I mean, I think Dion has proven that, hey, I can go to a Jackson State and just make history. With with and I'm creating all the resources. Just imagine what he could do with Florida State's resources. I mean, he could take us to the next level. He could put us up there with Alabama and Georgia in terms of resources. So, you know, this year and next year is just, you know, if if Mike Norvell is not in ACC title contention in 2023, I'm not saying he has to win it. I'm not saying I'm not even saying he has to go to Charlotte. I'm just saying you have to be in the conversation. Just be in contention. I'll be happy. You know, um, but it's just I'm not going to lower my expectations for this program. As the as the saying goes, the standard is the standard and you got to hold the program to the standard. You know, when you start expecting less, I mean, I'm realistic now. I'm not going to sit here and have my head in the clouds, but, you know, I've never said, OK, I'm, I don't expect my team to get back. I expect them to get back. It's you know, it's just too much talent in the state of Florida not to get back. It's so much talent that goes to other programs and flourishes. You know, if we could just keep some of the three stars, we would be all right. So um, I really feel like. You know, this year, I think you need to go seven and five, eight and four. Then I would say in 2023, you need to be. Nine and three, ten and two on the cusp of an ACC championship. In contention for an ACC championship. Okay. And I, I think that would be that would go a long way to 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 see to know if Mike Norvell is the long term answer. I, I think he is. I think he's done a tremendous job flipping this roster. I think he's done a tremendous job in the portal. I don't agree with the McKenzie Milton decision. Okay. Um, I didn't agree with the Ch- uh, Chubba Purdy, uh, the handling of Chubba Purdy. I thought when, when Jordan Travis went down, I thought Chubba Purdy, just from an athletic standpoint, gave us a better chance to win than this, that version of Mackenzie Milton. And he made the wrong decision. I think if you would have played Chubba Purdy during that stretch when Jordan Travis was out, I mean, we would have Jordan Travis. Uh, see, y'all know I'm bad with names. The new freshman quarterback, A.J. Duffy, and Chubba Purdy, and Rodemaker, Rodemaker, however you say his last name. And we would be sitting pretty good in the quarterback room. Um, but you know, it's 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 uh ancient history now. Um, we lost Quayshawn Fuller. I was looking for him to be a big time contributor coming off the bench, but um, you know, he decided to get in the portal. And, you know, make the best of his situation. I can't blame him for that. He he wants to play. And you got to respect that. Um, so I think we're down to like 80, 
281 scholarships. So, I mean, I expect next month, sometime next month, you're going to have some more uh, transfer portal guys. And hopefully we can get some guys, some some additional something to, to get us, you know, where we want to be. Um, I, I, I would say try to go after another lineman offensive lineman you can never have enough for offensive lineman in my book so um i wouldn't mind having another defensive tackle football is all about the line of scrimmage he who has the best line of scrimmage players usually wins in all levels of football so uh, we got a long way to go to get to domination on the offensive line and defensive line but I think we can get there. Football is a game that you do need talent. You do need, um, you know, all the attributes, strength, speed, ability. Um, but I think more so it's just mental. Football is a very mental game, whereas you know, you have to mentally prepare yourself to go out and basically dominate your opponent. You have to mentally get to a place where you're ready to compete. You have to mentally get to a place where you know that you're going to win. And that edge has been lacking really since Dalvin Cook and Demarcus Walker left. You know, that was really the last year I can really point to a Florida State team and I can say, okay, mentally, we're going to be all right. You know, the talent, the physical talent is there. The the athletes are there. But mentally, these guys are ready to play. And just for the last, what, six years, we just haven't been there. And um, I don't know if that's that's a reflection of coaching or just – um, you know, just the type of athlete that we're getting, I would I would say it's a combination of both. Um, we just don't have those guys out there that just say, "I refuse to lose mentally." You know, never a never say die attitude, as the phrase goes, and um, you know that's the attitude that we have to get back to. Um, I think for too long we've just the type of athlete that we've been getting with some exceptions here and there, Cam Akers, um, you know, uh, your boy from uh, from the Chargers, the cornerback. I told you I'm horrible with names. So uh, who I didn't I didn't think was that good. But, you know, he's gone to the pros and had a heck of a, you know, couple years so far. Um you know, with the exception of probably those two guys and a couple other guys, you know, we really haven't had the type of team that just, okay, we're not losing today. You know, Jameis Winston had that. Dalvin Cook had that. I mean, Rashard Green. I mean, I could just sit here and keep naming guys. You know, just we're not going to lose today. And um, Alabama. Constantly, I mean, year after year, they have those type of teams that we're not going to lose. 
Georgia had it last season. We're not going to lose. Um, and that's what we need to get back to. The mental part of football is just so important. And it's I think it's just a thing that this team, this uh, just the whole outfit has just ignored. And I don't know. I don't know if Norvell can get us there because that to me is like an instant impact thing for a head coach. The team takes on the mentality of the coach instantly. It's not something that happens over time. The the mentality of the coach is instantly picked up by the team. Um, I was in, and I hate to say this, but when I played high school football, I can speak on this a little bit. I played for probably the best head coach in North Carolina and South Carolina. Um, just you just knew when you stepped on that field, it was a it was a standard, it was an expectation, and you either gonna meet it or you wasn't gonna play. It was that simple, and um, you know from what I've seen these first couple years of Florida State I don't see that mental edge from the coach now I could be completely off base with this but I just don't see guys going out there throwing themselves against the wall to win games I just don't see it now I wish I hope Norvell is you know the most successful coach in Florida State history just because I'm a Florida State fan that's what I want for this program but I just don't see it right now Rome is not built in a day. And I know that during this podcast, I've con- I've kind of gone back and forth saying that I think Norvell is the guy. I think Norvell is not the guy. And for the record, I want him to be successful. I don't want to go through another coaching change. I don't want to reset the program yet again. Um, But that you're in the business of winning football games. You're in the business of winning conference championships and national championships. Now, you know, we're not Georgia. We're not Alabama. We're not going to be in it year in and year out. We're not even Clemson. Okay. Um, But I think we can be LSU. I think every three or four years we can make a serious run at a national championship. I think that's really the the benchmark for Florida State. That's really the the ceiling for Florida State is LSU. Every four or five years you make a serious run at a national championship. I'd be happy with that. I mean, I just we don't have the money like Alabama or Georgia, to be in it year in and year out, okay? So, you know, we don't have that coach that can galvanize people in in terms of boosters and money. So the only thing he really has at his disposal is winning football games. And losing to, like, a Jacksonville State didn't help that cause. So I just think that um, like they say, like they say, man, winning is the ultimate deodorant. And, you know, if you can go out here and go eight and four, that would that would that would build up a lot of good credit.
for um, this program, you as the head coach, Mike Norvell, and just getting some inroads into the four, the high four and five star recruits in this uh, in the state of Florida, because I, I really feel like you need to dominate the state of Florida before you go venturing outwards to other states. And uh, it we can do it. It's been done. You know. But uh, we, we still going through the process of getting back. You know, we. And in Bobby Bowden's last couple years of being the head coach, we were going through that process. And then when Jimbo took over. You know. It, we got there, so we got to do better than five and seven. We got to do better than six and six. I need at least seven and five, at least. I don't think that's asking for too much. I think seven and five is doable. You know, I, I watched this thing with Nick Saban called The Process, and it's basically getting your team to buy in to what you're doing. And, you know, he coaches very hard. I mean, if you watch some of his stuff on YouTube, man, he's a lunatic. And that's what we need. That's the kind of coach we need. The team takes on the personality of the head coach. Most coaches can get the team to buy in instantaneously. Some can't. Sometimes it takes a little longer, but... For our sakes, it's got to happen now. It should have happened two years ago. So we'll see what happens. Thank you for listening. This podcast is available on YouTube and um, all podcast platforms. And uh, I appreciate your support. As always, go Knowles.